The reading is in um, page 298 in your church Bibles. It's 1 Samuel 25. When Abigail saw David, she quickly got off her donkey and bowed down before David with her face to the ground. She fell at his feet and said, Pardon your servant, my lord, and let me speak to you. Hear what your servant has to say. Please pay no attention, my lord, to that wicked man, Nabal. He is just like his name. His name means fool, and folly goes with him. And as for me, your servant, I did not see the men my lord sent. And now, my Lord, as surely as the Lord your God lives and as you live, since the Lord has kept you from bloodshed and from avenging yourself with your own hands, may your enemies and all who are intent on harming my Lord be like Nabal. And let this gift which your servant has brought to my Lord be given to the men who follow you. Please forgive your servant's presumption. The Lord your God will certainly make a lasting dynasty for my Lord because you fight the Lord's battles and no wrongdoing will be found in you as long as you live. Even though someone is pursuing you to take your life, the life of my Lord will be bound securely in the bundle of the living by the Lord your God. But the lives of your enemies he will hurl away as from the pocket of a sling. When the Lord has fulfilled for my Lord every good thing he promised concerning him and has appointed him ruler over Israel, my Lord will not have on his conscience the staggering burden of needless bloodshed or of having avenged himself. And when the Lord your God has brought my Lord success, remember your servant. Thank you very much, Helen. Um, evening, everybody. Good evening. Just checking to see if you're still awake. Then uh, if you fall asleep between now and the end, I know it's my fault, yeah? Uh, we haven't got much time, so I will lessen the, the, the silly jokes and the, the mumbling and go straight to uh, the point this, this evening. I don't know if you have uh, ever heard a sermon preached on this passage, passage before. Uh, I certainly have not preached on it before, so this is the first go uh, on it. And uh, tonight the idea is not a preach as such, is a reflection, you know, so that we, we can, I know, you know, we spend a lot of time on worship and, uh, you know, hopefully we'll have, uh, you know, a few more minutes to just reflect and pray and uh, share together, yeah, we, uh, at the end as well. But the story, uh, we read it in the, the, the middle, that the story is the story of three protagonists, three actors. We have got Nabal, and we have got Abigail, and we got uh, uh, David, yeah. Nabal was a farmer, a shipmaster, and uh, you know the, the story starts at uh, being a time of festival of sharing ships, and that's a time where everybody celebrates. And when you look be, beyond it, is a time where you know people are much more generous. And David was a, a nomad at the time because he was being chased by uh, King Saul and running away for his life 
but you know it seemed like uh, during his running away spent the time among um, neighbor servants and protected neighbors uh, sheep against the dangers and probably the raids of the Philistines and so on and now at this time of festival where people are supposed to be generous he sent his servant to Nabal asking if he could find something for him to feed his men and the story goes that Nabal's reply was, ha, who are you, David? Who do you think you are? And rejected him. And David, we are told in the story that he did not take that rejection well. You know, David, a kind of, how ungrateful you are, you know, and, you know, don't you remember that I protected, you know, your goods and so on. So he was trying to find a way of avenging himself and, you know, no, find a way, actually prepared himself and swore to God that by, uh, you know, the end of the day, you know, Nabal and his family and everything belonging to him will be done with. And the interesting thing, just one thing, that's not going to be the focus, but one thing to point out, it seems like David here is much more vengeful and vindictive towards Nabal than he was towards Saul. That's, again, you know, something for you to go and look at. For the sake of time, we're not going to elaborate it. But, you know, I just wanted to underline that, you know, although David was in his right, according to the story, of being, a, you know, angry and so on, but be careful of your emotions. And, you know, for me, let's be careful of our emotions to keep them in check because they can lead easily, even when we're in a riot, they can lead easily lead us astray. So David, as he's making his way now in the story, enters a lady called Abigail. Abigail wasn't there. She wasn't at home. She was married to Nabal, but wasn't at home when David sent his servants. So Abigail heard the story, and somehow in hearing the story, she was, she felt prompted to intervene. Thus, I forgot that I got this. Uh, I got straight into the story to, to gain time, but, uh, uh, you know, uh, in she, she, she intervened and, uh, you know, entered the story. So the, I, I entitled the, the message this evening, uh, you know, a, a influential life or living a life of influence. And we got some young people here. Uh, does it work? Oh, yeah, it does. It does. Yeah. You all know more about influencers in our society than, uh, you know, than me, but the influencers in our days are usually, you know, people who are kind of take pictures of themselves and uh, try to sell this and make a name for themselves, you know, and so on, you know, Instagram. Uh, what have you other things, Charlie? <laughs> <laughs> you you were kind of passing the back on, to, you know. So is uh, you know those are the and uh, I was a kind of you know going through um, just quickly through um, a kind of their influences and their 
people who are the most influential people in 2023. There are, you know, di different categories, but I thought the terms, you know, seem like one of the reputable, you know, the, the kind of magazine to, to use. And those are some of the, the influences. I know only one there, you know, because the film actor, the, the others, I got no clue who, who they are. But in the list, they, they listed like politicians and so on, and uh, uh, people like, uh, uh, what's his name? Musk, the one who. Elon, Elon Musk, and, and so on, you know, so they are the most influential people. So they are, you know, sometimes the people we look at, you know, those who are on, you know, prominent in our society, those we look at. Yeah, and uh, also, you know, came across this was yesterday on uh, the BBC uh, website, the BBC News web website, uh, you know, the, the editor of, uh, you know, the British Vogue was the most influential so-called black person uh, in Great Britain. So, you know, I, I thought that's just to help you with, the, you know, the, the influence. And then... Apart from those who are on a prominent news and so on, there are others like yourselves who are completely unknown. Yes, yeah, those pictures are supposed to represent the unknown. <laughs> the silent majority. And you know, coming across this story and the, the story of uh, uh, Abigail is that, you know, she was just busy on a normal day-to-day business and, uh, you know, must have been on a field or wherever and came back home and got told of what happened. And having heard it, she decided to act and act straight away. And the story goes that she gathered, uh, you know, all the, the, the different gifts she could uh, gather and made her way with servants to meet with David. And I was looking at, you know, Nabal from the story, you heard that his name is the foolish one. So Nabal by name, Nabal by nature, nature. He acted foolishly. And Abigail's name, uh, I looked it up, uh, you know, is, uh, uh, the, the meaning of it is uh, Ab as Abba, you know, the father, and the girl bit as girl, uh, you know, apparently means joy. Yeah, so she was the father's joy. And in the story, she sought to bring joy to our heavenly father, to our heavenly father. So as Abigail enters the story, the interesting thing is three things, you know, I want for us to quickly uh, take away is her timing. When she heard the story, she did not waste any time at all because time was of the essence. Time was really crucial because, you know, when you go home and hopefully read the story again, you notice that David and his men were already on their way. And on their way, David felt so vengeful, like I mentioned earlier, so vindictive that he was prepared to destroy not only Nabal, but everything, including the innocents. 
So they were on their way and on the. So Abigail had no time to waste. She quickly gathered everything she needed and went to meet David. Sometimes we need to act and act now. Don't wait for tomorrow. Don't wait for the day after tomorrow. And the interesting thing as well is that Abigail did not consider, oh, that's Nabal's problem, you know? He's the one who acted like that's his problem. It does not concern me. She felt so concerned that got involved. Wherever God has placed us, sometimes we need to act. Don't think that is somebody else's problem. The problems going around our world, they are our concern. Someone else's problem is often our concern as well. It does affect us and does affect many innocent people. And time is of the essence. As influencers, as you know, um, the father's joy, who we are, we all are big girls in a way, you know, we are supposed to act now. And I've also forgot to say in my rush that it's interesting, especially in the Old Testament, when you know, women often, their voices are silent in the Old Testament. They tend to tell a story about them rather than giving them a voice. But when you read it, you notice between the bracket, you know, Abigail speaks. She's given a voice. When, whenever you see that, especially in the Old Testament, take notice. It's important. Because they lived in a society, a patriarchal society, where often, you know, the slaves and the women and so on, you know, they were silent. But Abigail is given a voice, and she speaks. And here, her wisdom is important, and her wisdom where, you know, she had to cut through time and take the time and, you know, get a move on as it were. The other lesson to learn from it, not only time, but the place she met David. She met David at the right time and needed to meet David at the right place as well. She did not a kind of, oh, you know, uh, like oh, the, the neighbor had done this, you know, let me just wait until David turns up. She went out to meet David because if David turn, uh, turned up at uh, their domain, at their plot or, you know, uh, the area that belonged to them, it would have been too late. Because David would have been fully engaged with his men and, you know, to a kind of pull him back from the brink like that, it would have been much more difficult than meeting David on his way. The place, let's ask God for the right time and the right place. When God prompts us, when there is something the way we need to intervene, the right time and the right place. She went and met David in his territory, whereby she would have been even much more vulnerable because when she met David, David and his men could have done anything to her. They could have taken all the good she had and slaughtered her and her servants. It would have been no skin to the, 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 the but yet, you know, she made herself vulnerable because the place was key in changing David's mind. And finally, the manner in which she presented herself to David. 
she threw herself at David's mercy and acknowledged that he was in a rut, but shared with him to say, look, if you do this, you know, your hands are going to be blooded and so on. You are, you know, and, you know, like, for me, this was so important. The reason you know, I just felt prompted, uh, you know, by sharing this, it might be just a word for me, but somehow I felt it's a word for all of us, wherever we are, that we need God, God's wisdom. Give me wisdom to do the things that I need to do. Give me wisdom because the story, if Abigail did not intervene, David would have killed not only Nabal, but he would have slaughtered many innocents. And just imagine David here was the story comes before he became king. Okay, can you imagine the, the David, you know, at that whether he would have become king anyway. Both his men would have looked at him, you know, as a vengeful person. And, uh, you know, he, he would have slaughtered many innocents and so on and come to the throne, you know, hands full of, of, of blood of the innocent. It was bad enough what he did to Uriah later on, at least he learned the wisdom then to a kind of bow before God and ask for forgiveness. But at this stage, David was still a kind of, you know, full of zeal and so on and did not gain that, that wisdom. And, you know, my contention and my argument is that if Abigail did not intervene, it would have been many innocents slaughtered. It would have been possibly the end of David and the future of the kingdom of Israel would have been at stake. You with me? I don't know if it's making sense. I'm trying to, to rush to give us five minutes. But, yeah? You with me? The wisdom she had to intervene then not only saved her own life, it saved David's life is saved, the kingdom of Israel, and David became the king he was because one woman intervened and had the influence to impact a generation and the future of the whole nation. Where you are, where God has placed you, neighborhood, workplace, wherever, whoever you mix with, you never know the kind of influence that you are bearing. So if there is something, you know, if God is saying something, by all means, ask for wisdom and gain that wisdom to be able to intervene because you never know the impact you are making. Influencers, true influencers, are the silent majority. True influencers are the people often who don't say anything, not always those who are on a platform. But where you're sitting, where you're working, who you are mixing with, 
You never know the impact you are making. Abigail, on a routine, a normal day, was able to impact a whole nation, was able to impact a whole nation. Yeah? That's all I want to stop with tonight. And, uh, you know, like, and if we could grab a few minutes, Philip and Ban going to come back up. You know, we, we, we will sing again, but, you know, uh, I want us to, to, to pray and to pray that God will use us. That wherever we are, whomever we are mixing with, that where is a situation that God will use us. Jesus, the anointed one, he will walk with us. And through his word, that's a light we sang, you know, to our path and, you know, a lamp to our feet will shine so that we can gain the knowledge in order to influence others. And also the floor going to be open if you uh, feel like in the next few minutes we go left, uh, you know, God gave you a word to share tonight, you know, like to create that opportunity as well, yeah, for, for you to, to be able to, to share. Thank you, Philip.